International. Hey, movie connoisseurs, I hope you saved room for movies, because we have got a great and filling show for you. Uh, my name is Brett Larry Boots Dorman. Nice. And I am Courtney Cointas Peterson. All right. I thought I wanted to pick Frendo. Frendo? But I didn't. I thought that that would be... Brett Frendo? Stepping on your toes or something. Yeah. You always think you, always think you know what I'm going to say. I do. And... <laughs> Very predictable. I don't. <laughs> you never do. Uh, so as always, we're going to start off with an appetizer mm. to get you guys going. We're going to move into our main course. This week, I picked the Cohen Brother Masterpiece. I would say no yes. Country for Old Men. And uh, then we're going to have some dessert. We're going to play a little game we like to call Tagline. Tagline Touchdown or something. Toss up. (laughs) (laughs) Touchdown is a sports theme. That doesn't make sense. True. Hey, so what did you have for your appetizer this week? Uh, mm, Well, I saw a little movie called Kong Skull Island. Oh. And I loved it. Tell me why. I love King Kong. I love giant monster movies. This movie is great. John C. Riley is in it. And it is everything you could want from a giant monster movie. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's like, it's so f- well paced, I think. Like, I don't know. Some people are like, oh, the characters don't. Like, I think the characters have a great impact on the actual giant monsters, which is always an issue with these kinds of, like, you have, it's kind of like Transformers, right? Like, Transformers, you have these giant Transformers that are out there doing the action, and then you have these human characters off to the side. So anytime you have story and action, they're not always the same. So you're like, well, why bother with it? (laughs) (laughs) But in this movie, they do a really good job, I thought. That's awesome. They had humans, they had monsters, and they did it. And Kong is fucking badass. Well, you've made... A King Kong movie. Uh, yeah, I made a, a Godzilla movie. Oh, Godzilla movie. Called, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. King Kong was in it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. That was Godzilla P.I., right? Yeah, it's called Godzilla P.I., and it is a film noir. It's a kaiju noir. So it's human. It's always so hard to describe to people because I'm like, okay, so it's human actors playing human roles, but all the characters are inspired by Godzilla movies. Or in characters, all the relationships and, and dialogue and everything, it's all inspired by the Godzilla monsters. And they're like, so the monsters are in it? I'm like, no, no, no. It's human characters playing yeah. human roles. And like, so it's like animated? I'm like, oh, no. Well, it no. seems pretty straightforward. I thought like, I boiled it down pretty well yeah. to, to one <laughs> sentence of what the movie's about. Like a about. personification of a monster. Get it. Right. <laughs> so Skull Island then was right up your alley then. So you probably, yes, yeah. Yes, cool. I... I went to go see it twice. Nice. I saw the movie twice, too. What? Let me guess. What it? Get Out. Yeah, I didn't see Get Out twice. (laughs) Um, Is that your appetizer? Yeah, of course. I mean, we've got to talk about it. We haven't been around in a while, but I thought, you know, that's an appropriate movie to talk about because it's so, uh, you know, in everyone's um, Tell me why it's your favorite movie of 2017 so far. Because it's the only (laughs) (laughs) movie I've seen in 2017 so far. I'm just kidding. No, I love it. Loved it. It was yeah. incredible. Like for me, and I had just like got a bunch of like free Alamo movie passes. So I just was yeah. like t- telling all my friends, like let's go to the movies, and they all wanted to see Get Out. So I saw it twice. But um, yeah, it was very to me. It was very thrilling. Like I loved like uh, you know just how f- it was really funny, but it was like really dark, and the characters in it were so good. I loved everything about it. You didn't like it though, huh? I did like it. You did like it? I feel like you you were looking at me like you didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't like it as much as everyone else. I I think, I don't know, I got stuck up maybe on the plot of it, which I thought was very, like, telegraphed is an understatement for how... And I'm not the kind of guy who goes into a movie and I'm like, I'm going to figure this thing out before the end. But I was like, this is obviously where the movie's going, so why not get there and have some fun with it? Like... I think this movie has, shares a lot of similarities with the movie Tusk, the Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and that's more my style. Yeah, Even I like though Tusk, though, Tusk is a very different. messy movie, for sure. It's very awkwardly paced. 
Get Out is a very well-crafted movie. Yeah, I, I, I liked a lot of the discussion that I've had about it and listened to. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's not, I don't really want to get into it now just because we're two white people, but <laughs> I don't know if we have anything important to say about it, but just kidding. But, uh, yeah. Well, there's white people in the movie, so That's true. <laughs> maybe you could comment on that. No, no, I just, I, I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I loved it though. Um, yeah, I thought the, very scary, what's his yeah. name? D- Daniel? David? Daniel Kaluuya? Oh, yeah. He was in Sicario, which may come up later. Yeah, he was great. He was great in the movie, yeah. So, there uh, you go. That's my appetizer. Well, I just read those Sam Jackson comments on it, and I was like, so much juice going on? And I was like, Whoa. come on. <laughs> he did a great job. Uh, well, yeah. I um, when I uh, When I went to go see Kong Skull Island, I went for an early sneak peek preview, and... Uh, they had an interview with Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston, and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, cool. And Samuel L. Jackson was, oh, he was out of control in that, in that Q&A. He just, he brought up at every opportunity he could the fact that they had no idea how big any of the monsters were or what they looked like <laughs> and how that made the shooting extremely difficult. And he's like, like, here it is. Like, I thought the movie was great. And he's like, yeah, I had no idea what was going on. And like, okay. <laughs> But uh, so Tom Hiddleston was great in that Q&A because he took control. I, I hate in Q&As when like the moderator asks way too many questions and the, the Twitter questions they asked were so dumb. So then they're like, okay, bye. That's the end of the interview. And Tom Hiddleston's like, wait, we all these people came out here to see this movie. And he's just like, you ask a question. You ask a question. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Mad props to Tom Hiddleston. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, Shout out. Uh, All right, let's get into it. Boy, Tom Hitty. Uh, Well, so... What movie did we watch? I'm just kidding. (laughs) We watched No Country for Old Men. And I like, I just, uh, I don't know how to talk about this movie without sounding like uh, SNL fusion of the Chris Farley show and the NPR girls. Me too. I kind of feel like a fangirl. Like, it's like, it's such a perfect perfect film all the way through everything uh this may be the most meticulous movie told through the tiniest details like there's nothing in the movie that's really like big and flashy and like this is what you should pay attention to yeah there's ah. the actions are so small like from yeah. the way that you know um uh Antenna, like kills somebody to the way that he you know like reveals that he already has killed somebody or yeah, yeah like everything is like these little tiny minuscule sort of like actions and but there's all these huge things that are happening it's amazing yeah it's yeah by the end of the movie like the big climax happens off screen I and we should say spoilers for, as always i mean you can't talk about a movie without talking about yeah, a movie jumping right into it so the the climax of the movie happens and then there's 20 more minutes of just people like talking about things that are wrapping it up yeah. but without ever telling you like oh hey remember that bag of money that this and this or hey you remember that that thing that happened here or or, like it's just so good it seemed like to me like i even kind of like thought like it reminded me so so much of so many other movies that the coen brothers have done but they 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 took every piece of like cool piece of those other movies and like mastered it (laughs) that's what it seems like i mean they're you know in i don't know there's a point where anton is just driving through with the with the little tracker yeah and i i just like it's intense just the idea of like how again how meticulous this this movie is and how confident like when you talk about confidence i think the coen brothers have always shown that they're very confident filmmakers but just to to have a movie where a guy's just driving around with a tracker and have that be thrilling and and to know from the get-go that like yeah we can do something with this and Mm -hmm. let me ask you a question yeah. Have you ever read the book? No, I haven't. I mean, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh no, am I going to be in trouble? No, I, I have no idea. I'm sure. No, I don't care about the book. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the books are dumb. The yeah, movie's awesome. Name, name five podcasts that talk about books. You can't do it. I can. 
You can't. No. Name five. You could probably name five podcasts that talk about movies. We don't have to go through it. No. It's too easy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we all have agreed movies are better than books. No. <laughs> I just haven't yet. Uh, but, you know, maybe I, sh- maybe I should. Honestly, I don't know anything about <laughs> the book. Oh. I don't know. So, um, this movie opens... On a voiceover from Tommy Lee Jones, which will get anytime he's on screen, he's just kind of waxing poetic about the meaning of life and death. Yeah, he's just like the old man, like he's like the you know the Jiminy Cricket or something of yeah. this of this movie, but like a dull old man version. Like he's having this existential crisis where he feels like maybe he should have. It's like the world is bad and I don't know how to deal. Yeah, with it. he's like I wish that I had been killed in action almost yeah. like he's dreading death because yeah. he he feels like he the world is too much for him doing I is bizarre but then we but get it's the moral kind of right it's you that know. sense of like dread and that like without again without being about something the movie is about something it's something that a lot of coen brother movies do that um like there's that scent like miller's crossing does it well and uh, other ones i'm sure but like that <laughs> sense of just like there's more to it than what we're showing you yeah but we can't put our finger on it, so maybe we'll just kind of, you know, get a sense of it, like an ethereal sense. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Wait, so, yeah, so we start off with the voiceover, and that's sort of, like, setting it up, and then we get to... But then the movie is basically starting off with Anton Sugar, yeah. and he's being arrested. Right, and we get and we know cool. He's the bad guy of the movie because he's the bad guy of the movie. So it's right. like, how? What? Like, what well, is little bowl? Is this bowl haircut? This is, can we talk about that haircut? You can. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Courtney's two minute drill. <laughs> um, okay, who cut your hair, Anton? Was it your mom? Freaking bowl cut? More like super villain cut. <laughs> you look like the kid used to make fun of in seventh grade. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's being arrested and maybe like uh, what I like is there's a scene later on where um, one of the one of the cops tells Tommy Lee Jones like that's very linear. This whole movie is very linear. It's all happening one scene after the other after the other. Yeah. And you don't get every scene like it all happens chronologically, but maybe you're not getting the perspective that you want during the moment, for yeah. instance, the final climactic shootout. But like we think well maybe this is the end of the movie and they're gonna flash back or but no right away the character like he's been arrested he sits down and then he stands right back up and he's like you can't stop me and he strangles a cop yes and it's terrifying because the cop is clearly desperately fighting for his life there's just that tiny little bit of blood that Uh makes it like just gory enough but not like not gross but just just enough uh and then that sense of relief he gets once he does it you're like woof but it's also like the character he doesn't half-ass it right he's not like oh i can clearly just kill this guy so i'm just gonna put my my you know handcuffed hands around him and just strangle like no he's full-on like this person is going to die and I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And his face is so... It's terrifying. It is terrifying. <laughs> Looking like a grown child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get over it. Anyways. Um, yeah. And then he goes... And then he steals the cop car. He goes, yep. you can't be driving around a cop car. What are you, a dummy? Yeah. That's just like yeah, waiting to get found out. So he steals another car. He does have so much confidence. Yeah. Like he's the not coldness. even in a, a cop uniform. But he just comes and he's like, get out the car. And the guy's like, well, what are you carrying? Oh, my like, God. No, this scene is terrifying. Yeah. Like, the way he's just like, it's crazy how people can, like, that kind of reminds me of, like, how that, like, people just, like, uh, normal people just succumb to, like, authority no matter what. Like, yeah. just because he came out of the cop car, even though he's not even, he's wearing civilian clothes. And then he's just like, hey, can you hold still? Yeah. And the guy's just like, yeah, I guess so. And then he just, like, puts the thing, like, that was crazy to me. But then... So he uses the cattle killer. I don't forgot what they call it, if they even call it anything or what it is. They called. kept I think they kept saying like tank and hose or something. Yeah. So he uses the cattle killer to kill him. And we don't I didn't know what it was the first time I saw it. Yeah. And it's kind of explained to you later. But it it had me thinking like this is such a cool 
weapon it is. that we've never seen used before. And he uses it not like only as a way to say, I'm going to kill you. No, it's like his signature right. and he uses it for a lot of things like it's getting into a door. Yeah, it's a tool for him. He uses it for many things, just two really breaking into houses and killing yeah. people but who knows what else cattles cattle he might have cattle he might we don't know where he's from <laughs> but it had me thinking like is there any other movie that has that maybe takes something unconventional or has a crazy weapon that you've never seen before and isn't in any other movie or yeah this well this one reminded me of that one specifically it was very um and i think they I mean, they obviously, I think they came out right around the same time. Was for, well, it's not a movie, but The Wire, um, where she has that. Uh, she uses the nail gun. Did you ever see oh, that? Yeah. Um, I forgot what her name was in the. Uh, was it Snoop? Yeah, Snoop. Yeah, yeah. yeah Snoop got you know goes and gets that nail gun, and she's and I love where she's like buying it, and it's like this really fancy thing, and she just you know that's how she, that's how she murders people, which is like a crazy thing. The nail gun is terrifying to me, which is like similar. This yeah. is like a power tool that like is so intense and can kill you right away. The other one I thought of, which I really love, which you're, I'm sure you're going to appreciate how seriously I take these questions. Oh, boy. Um, have you ever seen the movie Austin Powers? <laughs> the International Man of Mystery? Yeah, that one. Yes. Spy, my favorite spy movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Evil has this weapon. <laughs> Sorry, the uh, sharks oh, with yeah. lasers was another one I... Love. Well, they couldn't get the sharks <laughs> with lasers, right? So they had to. I like the uh, idea they're, of they're alluded to, yeah. <laughs> sharks with freaking lasers. That's my favorite unconventional weapon. All right. I How got about you? you? Well, uh, in speaking of um, the nail gun, that's also used in Devil's Rejects. The character oh. kind of like ties them down, and he's like, "That's right." Oh, that's so scary. Which is a great. I love Devil's Rejects because it takes the bad guys and makes them like goofy and silly and even though they're horrible horrible like exaggerated serial killer people yeah by the end of the movie when the bad guys are being tortured by the cop you're like oh the cop is the bad guy and it oh that rob zombie he makes he makes very thought-provoking movies he does (laughs) so yeah he does but uh i thought of let me see unconventional weapons clearly i thought of uh you ever see master of the flying guillotine no one of the best martial art movies ever made it's like street fighter the movie every character has a gimmick and it's just a tournament movie basically 90 minutes of martial arts fighting the guy he has a thing he throws this weapon and it lands on your head and then he pulls it back it just pops your head Mm. right off master of the flying guillotine great that's a great movie weapon um odd job and i'm not a big 007 fan but they, oh, okay. they they make fun of it in um austin powers right he uses the shoe as a weapon yeah odd job has the hat and die hard 2 has an icicle he uses an icicle i like the icicle one i was that's the only one i was thinking of too but i figured you were gonna talk about but it. then my favorite one just because of like it makes you it makes you like 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 uh wince in in gruesome terror what is the toilet lid in True Romance, when uh, oh. Patricia Arquette has to fight for her life against James Gandolfini, that is just like to- like it's just so heavy, and it's yeah yeah like, goodbye brains. I am wincing right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. So I think the toilet lid would probably have to take the cake from yeah. me. Um, Sharks with blazers. But. <laughs> so, well. <laughs> um, All right, cool. So we, yeah, that's a, I love that question. That's a great one. Yeah. And, uh, but then we get to one of like the most out of place uses of CGI maybe oh, in you're movie about the deer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this movie is a masterpiece. And when people say like, oh, Green Lantern is bad, like Green Ryan Reynolds' head in Green Lantern just floats awkwardly or yeah. there's this movie, God, I can't remember it, Deep Sea Rising or Deep Rising or something with Treat Williams. I watched it like a hundred times as a kid because it was always on TV. Yeah. It's like this cruise ship and these monsters, tentacle monsters are attacking it. Like that movie has some bad CGI. And, okay. But like those movies, like you couldn't, those things are fantastical and you need, like, there's no other way to do it. But the deer, but this one, it sticks out. Look, like it's like, a looks like it's playing a video sword. game. Or yeah, something. the big like, buck hunter. <laughs> yeah, it's like the way it looks like trails off with this weird leg. I'm just like, what? Yeah. It did totally stick out. Um, 
Because, like, the rest of it is so... The rest of it is immaculate. <laughs> but you're like, what are these damn And it's the damn- only CGI that's, like, apparent in the movie. Right. And so, yeah. like, it made me question, like, what is so... Like, they ha- like for them to have to have that, for them not to be like, you know what, I don't, you know, do we... <laughs> well, like, I mean, thematically, it sets up that he's a hunter, that he's patient, that he knows what he's doing, that he's, you know... Except he doesn't really, because he doesn't actually get the deer the deer just gets shot and he like he misses the shot so he just shoots it in the leg and it still gets a run off with its but he's unlucky family it foreshadows <laughs> his unluckiness yeah that's true yeah and he shoots uh what's his name in the leg anton oh yeah that's right yeah a little <clears throat> bit of uh clone brother movie magic there yeah, that's true so uh uh what's what's the character what's the actor's name josh brolin josh <laughs> brolin is walking through the thing moss. he's following the the, the blood trail llewellyn moss and he um have you ever heard josh brolin in an interview mm, that, i don't know that guy is so aloof <laughs> and he's he's so like he's like he's like the dude in big lebowski uh-huh. but he's just like he's just so carefree and like you ask him any question about acting he's like i don't know i just do it <laughs> but sounds like my kind of guy <laughs> he's like but then you watch and like he's mesmerizing without saying a word he's so serious and solemn it just is so bizarre to me that someone who's so good at acting so tough and mean and but he also violent, just like looks that way too like it could just be right. genetics that he literally looks like he doesn't have to do anything to look that way yeah just kidding but he's a really good actor he but, isn't really good. but yeah. he also looks great <laughs> already cool moving on moving on um <laughs> He he uh, discovers this like cartel gone wrong shootout uh, aftermath. Yeah. Oh, that's such scene. a weird scene when he walks up and the guy's like, "I need water," and he's yeah. just like, "I don't got no water." Yeah, I got no agua. Um, and the bodies, the bodies are so they look unsettling. Usually, when you see bodies in movies, they don't look like they look fake, but in this, they looked gross. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because this, it's like dry. They're in the desert. Yeah. Everyone's just all. Yikes. dried up little cactus bodies so of course he finds some money and i like when he finds the money he just goes yeah, yeah. like <laughs> like this is gonna be a movie and <laughs> i may not make it through the end uh but he, what are you gonna do like yeah what are you gonna do not take the money and he's not gonna woo when he sees it yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know he's gotta like be cool um so he goes home and he talks to his wife and it's very like hides the money unromantic but he i love how he wakes up and he's like i I gotta go back like he's he's a man who's been in war as they establish later and he he has to go back he can't because he feels guilty yeah he can't deny this dying man his last wish even though he knows that He's dead. That he's dead, right? And like it's the st- he knows it's a dumb idea. It's the I think that's why I'm like I hate I hate him because uh, I'm like how could you? I don't. I don't. I can't believe you don't like this guy, Moss. Yeah, mm, I can't believe he you was don't like selfish. Him. I don't. I it's so unselfish to go back. I think like here's a man. Yeah, I, th- I okay. I mean, for what though? He for, knows he's dead. No, no, he's no, gonna no, go no, back no. and give this dead guy water. Yeah, because he's a man who probably for his did. own pride or for no, his own self gratification. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, he he has been in Vietnam. He's been in the shit, man. And he he lives with this stuff every day. And because of that buildup, he can't add another it's like the straw that broke the camel's back yeah well also he freaking got his wife killed probably yeah well he also kind (laughs) of did that because he (laughs) if he hadn't talked back right if he hadn't have been so cocksure he that's what i'm saying like he never once like let up the fact that like oh i can you know i can take care of this or i can do it's like no you can't dude well, and also you're dumb for doing that i don't think he's a bad man i don't think he's a I just bad think inherently he made some bad choices yeah okay sorry <laughs> don't mean to get heated there but i was like <laughs> hate him hate him moss so he goes back and he, he gets chased down by these mexican people in, mm-hmm. in a big old truck 
Right. And he gets shot at and he gets injured. And then one of the most <laughs> thrilling scenes ever involving a gun is like he gets he dives into the water and the dog's swimming after him. Oh yeah. Dude, and he like And he has the- to he has to dry the gun yeah. before he can shoot it. And it's just like I love how he just that like military sense of like this is my training. I'm confident even though I have two seconds before this dog rips out my throat i'm just gonna do this and pop it in and bam okay yeah. got it right in the very last intense. second <laughs> oh boy but um then he has to go i love when characters have to like self repair themselves <laughs> like they have to tend to their own wounds i love that too actually and <laughs> It's so, like, it's such a cinematic thing to do, right? This whole movie is basically just watching people do something they're good at, which is awesome to watch. So he has to, like, pick all the stuff out of himself, and he uses his shirt as, Mm -hmm. um, like, makeshift Yeah, and they do that, and Anton does that throughout the whole movie, too. Yeah. So they're both, like, similar, I think. But I know you had a question about... Yeah, I was just basically... My question was... Because I love that in movies where you have, like, the villain or somebody that, like, has to, like, take care of themselves. They don't have the option of a hospital. Like, yeah. uh, otherwise they're going to get in trouble or whatever. So I was like, what would you do if you had no hospital? Would you be able to, like... If you got injured, like, well, would you even know what to do? No. <laughs> I would be like... If I got injured and I had no access to a hospital, I would just be like... I feel like one of the things you see in a movie the most is characters taking alcohol to numb the pain. See, that's my first or, thought, too. And that is, like, the worst thing you can do. <laughs> oh, really? So, see, yeah. I, would have, I would have been like, who's got whiskey and just poured it all over whatever. Yeah, no, like, alcohol is not... It's It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it it. But I feel like there's so many movie tropes that... I mean, I love the ending of Jaws. I love it so much, even though it's unrealistic, <laughs> and that's not how oxygen yeah. tanks work like i don't care that's something that happens in movies and what's the it's, one with james franco or the where he oh yeah uh, 127 hours one, yeah 127 hours, hours. Yeah. yeah that one too like ooh. when he cuts the tendon that's yeah, yeah, yeah. when that's when it <laughs> i would have been like bad. you know what i'm ready to die yeah i'm just gonna go to bed, <laughs> <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> i would give up i would get if i had an injury that i couldn't get tended to i would give up immediately that's how much of a weenie i am <laughs> <laughs> just using using your just, uh, oh no <laughs> using your camcorder to record your last like okay i'm i'm still working on this material but (laughs) yeah please guys please play it at my funeral yeah you kind of have to laugh i'm definitely not willing to cut myself right now but i do want to say um i feel like uh another texas movie um from dust till dawn you ever see that right at the beginning of that movie quentin tarantino gets shot through the hand and he uses duct tape to kind of tape i feel like that's the best i could do oh slc punk has a good one too do you ever see that movie i have but it's been a while yeah so basically the like they're so punk the one guy and he like gets like some kind of wound that just gets like so crazy infected and he ends up like dying from complications of it or something but he just like does a terrible job of just like wrapping it and like no i don't like that t-shirt it has like peel it off it was like real gross no actually you know how when you go to regal movies they have those little name tags and it's like my favorite movie is oh yeah harry potter or like you know i've never seen that but that sounds cute people will put like just the newest latest movie like for my favorite movie is frozen and i'm like okay i'm not judging you and what your favorite movie like one person's favorite movie was la la land like is that your favorite movie or is that just the last movie you saw yeah okay but one guy his favorite movie was slc punk and i was like that's not a movie that you normally see Hmm. that's pretty interesting i loved that movie in like high school my because it was so like oh yeah, yeah so it's a high school kind the guy of movie. had a crush on loved that movie and uh, well didn't work out well, he's still a punk i think though yeah. and i feel way better for it <laughs> <laughs> like moved maybe on. it did work out maybe uh <laughs> yeah it's a good movie though so now we get probably the the quintessential no country for old men scene which is the coin mm. and it's uh, I like. I don't know what to say. It's terrifying. If you've seen it, you know. Like, yikes. Yeah, it's very intense. It's, and I love that. Like, he's so villainous. And I love when anytime a villain in a movie has like this, like <clears throat> sort of we live by this other like set of code of ethics or whatever their own like yeah. little code is, and they have like these like gambling things. So it's like a game for them. Right. Like I kind of love that about 
him. Well, there's definitely the world of the... There's three worlds kind of going on here. There's like the world of the cartel drug running thing. Right. There's the world of Anton and like the crazy psycho killer thing. Yeah. And then there's just the normal world of polite people doing the polite pleasantries and just normal people just getting wrapped up just trying to pass the time i think one of the characters this character might even say that he's like i'm just trying to pass the time and like just the disgust anton has for those kind of people (laughs) yeah it's for the mundane yeah it it's so apparent in this movie and you're right like how he automatically assumes the higher status in this by like when the character says like i have to close he's like what do you mean you have to close well when when do you close like now well now is not a time like just by throwing him off like that. oh yeah he he's like such a power like it's such a power trip control thing over yeah. him very manipulative he, um that's why that's why he's so scary to me because like i feel like if i were to ever come across anton like i would submit to anything he said because he just has that like crazy power confident thing yeah it very crazy much, people have <laughs> it very much reminds me of like a michael mann character yeah. like a heat or collateral or thief mm-hmm. it um it's very much just like this this very clinical way of looking at a conversation and using it to your advantage yeah yeah very crazy i love when he's just the whole conversation but when he says like you know i need to know what i'm I need to know what's at stake here or or whatever. He's like, well, you've been putting it up your whole life. You just don't know it. Like (laughs) it's so good. And, and the other Garrett, the other actor in this scene does an amazing job as well. Like, could you imagine having to act against Academy award winning? (laughs) Uh, what's his name? Javier Bardem. Mm -hmm. Like the Cohen, the Coens are just great at finding those people who are like real people. Yeah, definitely. The real America. <laughs> um, it's like the more serious version of that coin or that uh, that convenience store scene in Raising Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and I also just they love... They perfected the convenience store scene in <laughs> No Country for I love how at the very end, even though Anton Sugar doesn't get to kill the guy, he's like, well done. He's like, you know, I got to give it to you. Yeah, you got yeah. it right. Uh <laughs> Props to you. you know? It's just a coin. <laughs> yeah, he, lives, he lives it? by this weird, yeah, gambling. Uh, so now we start to like get into some of the nitty gritty of the movie. Characters are putting the plot in action. They're getting yeah. the ball rolling. We start to meet Tommy Lee Jones for the first time. Right. And he plays a sheriff who just spouts out these great sort of southern, what, what do you call them? Like... Yeah. little sayings yeah quips yeah <laughs> southern quips he's living in the past always talking about i love you know when the guy he he's like that's a dog yes it is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. but um tommy lee jones again he he waxes poetic in this movie he talks about dreams a lot in this movie oh, yeah. he talks about things that are happening so i thought what other Tommy Lee Jones characters from uh, what other movies like if you had to guess what their dream would be like yeah what character would you pick and what would their dream be yeah I love this one um, well I mean I like the dream itself because it, it, it wraps yeah. it wraps everything up so perfectly that like the dream sort of represents like oh you know how the world is like so bad but then you still have I don't know like you you're just in it you have to accept it that's kind of right yeah um so i picked uh tommy lee jones um favorite character he's ever played is k from uh men in black that's his th- are you, that's his favorite character that's my favorite oh character. that's your favorite character all right that's a good one could be his i would Maybe. imagine will smith seems like a riot <laughs> to work with <laughs> this was pre will smith having a giant like two-story trailer day yeah uh yeah so uh in his dream uh for men in black it's him and his cat uh attempting to save the universe uh from outer universe sources um but as a cat uh starts eating its own uh litter box right and then taking a nap uh and then you just realize that the universe is eating itself from the inside there's nothing you can do uh but just like eat net catnip and just accept it that was the dream i had you went you went even more nihilistic than No Country for Old Men. 
I'm very <laughs> I can be from time to time you, a little you took, you took the uh, comedy romp <laughs> Men in Black and turned it into uh, hey. Nietzsche I'm a, I'm a dark game. Well, it's kidding. Right. Um, <laughs> I do picked, uh, did you ever see a little movie called Rolling Thunder? No. Oh, God, this movie's great. It's like a spiritual s- successor. I think it comes after Taxi Driver. Paul Schrader um, wrote it, and he wrote Taxi Driver. It's this movie about a guy who comes home from war. Yeah. And it's William Devane comes home from war, and Tommy Lee Jones is with him, and they go, they live in a small Texas town. Um, I think and he gets his hand cut off William Devane gets his hand cut off and he, he basically has to go find revenge on the people who did it and so at one point he has to go back to Tommy Lee Jones and recruit his help to basically go on this two man war against this whole Mexican cartel brothel shootout scene Tommy Lee Jones is so good in this movie he delivers one of the best line readings of any line or character i've ever seen in a movie it's so great once you watch the movie you'll know what it is i don't want to ruin it it's okay. so good all right i imagine did you, did you ever see a movie called house where this guy he's like a vietnam vet and he's writing his memoirs about vietnam oh yeah and his buddy comes back from the house it's like this supernatural thriller his buddy comes back as a ghost and he's like this giant zombie soldier and the whole movie is about this guy dealing with his inner demons that are personified i figured that's what his dream would be his dream would be these crazy vietnam vet like these giant 20 foot like a sucker punch type movie where like these giant 20 foot you know zombie Viet Cong and all these dragons and stuff and he's just like in this hell of like this this video game type character who just takes abuse and gets killed but he keeps coming back to just be in this perpetual war that's on like this the jungle's always on fire but like his skin is so burned he can't feel it and then he wakes up and mm-hmm. he's like now I have to deal with like small talk and my family and like he would, he would rather be in hell than, than normal life. That's kind of what rolling thunder wow. is. Yeah. So I, I guess I went a little dark too, but yeah, like that. that's a good, that's a good uh, one. No country for old men. will will do that. It's not like a you. cat eating its own letterbox and it being the universe right. crumbling from the inside. But well, you know, yeah, I guess <laughs> I uh, thought of this not that long ago. <laughs> so, um, Again, we get more stuff about uh, one one of the more comedic scenes in the movie is when Anton Sugar visits the trailer park. Oh yeah, and that receptionist is just like she ain't having it. <laughs> She's like, I can't Sassy. tell you where he is. Didn't you hear me? <laughs> I I just again, it's that kind of like well done coin toss look of like the look on Javier Bardem's face is like he hates this way he's never wanted to kill someone more in his life and yet he's like giving her this look of like well played like you have no idea what you're up against and it's only when the toilet flushes that he's like you have no idea how close you are. Yeah, it's like a cat like being amused like, by the mouse or something. Yeah, like trying to it's, you know, it's like he's like you, you don't know the pain I could inflict yeah. on you right now. So um, then uh, Lou Allen sees his wife off to go to the to go to the mom, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones visits the trailer park, and you know he's kind of he's he's very good at looking at the clues. Oh yeah, the milk and yeah, and the the door the indent on the wall and. He, um, you know, like, oh, we got to put, we got to put a, 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 an APB on this or whatever. He's like, on what? A guy who drank milk recently? So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, the trailer part kind of reminded me, uh, a lot of this section of the movie is just like wide landscapes and very Texas-y type things. So I know you had a question about. Oh yeah. No, I just love, <laughs> I just, I'm so excited that we get to do like a very specifically Texas uh, movie to speak, you know, because, uh. You know, everything, every Coen Brothers movie is pretty, like, location, you know, centric or each has their own character. So, it's cool to see one from Texas. So, I just, you know, didn't know if you had any other, like, really good examples where, like, Texas sort of, like, plays a character. Like, it's, like, old time. Like, they have that very old Western yeah. feel about this movie. And I felt like Texas played a character in itself. So, I didn't know if you had any other examples of well, that. Well, I think Sicario, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Sicario is very good because I love that scene with uh, Emily... 
Blunt? Is that her name? Emily Blunt and yeah. and Vinicio del Toro. Where she's like, oh yeah, so we're going to El Paso. He's like, mm, something like that. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> but like El Paso, I love in any movie though. Like yeah, this, they, I feel like El Paso. There's got to be so many movies about El Paso. Uh, I thought of obviously Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's what I thought. That's of probably too. like the the best. It's in the title. And Dust Till Dawn actually is yes Texas too. Um, any any movie with crossing the border obviously oh, it's gonna have a lot of that but um blood simple yeah is another earlier cohen brother movie like you said like they took pieces from everyone yeah. and they they did it but in terms of like how texas plays a character i think you know there's just big spaces texas is a very big state and there's a lot of you know driving and highways in the movie and just a lot of the a lot of the the still and steady shots of just landscape show how expansive it is and just the simple life that sort of slower paced life that like oh you're having car trouble well before i help you let me talk to you about airports and airs like oh you have heard about that like, you go into a, you need an airport or an airstrip well, where are you headed oh you just need to get away i've been there like like oh, can you help me with my car or not like I, yeah I feel, it's so different yeah i remember when i went from new york to florida and i had to drive down there was a point where I kind of hit into Southern territory and I went into a gas station and the lady was like, are you from the North? And I was like, yeah, why? She's like, cause you just seem like you're in a rush or something. And I'm like, I, what are you like? No, she's like, well, you got to get used to it. And she's just started like, where are you headed? And what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm going to, I do, I haven't seen that would drive Disney. Me and she's like, well, you got to get used to this. Cause we're a lot slower paced. I'm like, I just want to pay for my yeah, drink. Dude, like, I would I don't freak want- out about that. Like, that's the thing that I don't like either about the South. Like the times that I have, I'm like, just get me to where I gotta go. <laughs> and like, I'm not in a rush, Yeah, but I don't need, but I don't want to waste time talking to some person. I don't even know about nothing. (laughs) Sorry. So, so so it's, yeah, I, I I just look at my phone or play jewel, jeweled or something to talk about. I want to waste my, I want to waste my time on my own time. All right. My own time on myself, on my own time. I, uh, sometimes my girlfriend will kind of, like why are you so angry about this and i'm like i'm not angry it's like a very larry david-esque like i'm just being heightened about it but like yeah, yeah if you're gonna give me small talk like uh either you better be really good at it or you better wrap it up real yeah. quick so how about you what did you think no i just that? i pretty much had the same ones just till dawn text chainsaw massacre same thing with yeah. the pleasantries and just like everything being slowed down i just saw slacker actually for the first time yes that one is very very austin specific but yeah that one drove me nuts i had to watch it three times before i actually like gave a shit about it because <laughs> it was like just uh, it was all that just like conversation yeah, uh, after movie, conversation but yeah uh, but same thing, just like every, you know, but it's, 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 that one's a little different. That one's not really like overall Texas, but right. um, it does have like a lot of those like Southern things mixed in with like a lot of like newer, more progressive. Yeah. I should watch I, Slackers I, again. I've only seen it. Slacker or Slackers? It's Slacker. Slacker. Singular. Yeah. I should watch it again. It's been a while Slackers, since I've I seen think it. it might be a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might be. <laughs> So, yeah, I think you had asked, uh, when we were setting up our questions, you had asked what makes Anton Sugar so terrifying. Yeah, and I already touched on why I thought, but what do you think? And the scene coming up is a scene where he's just driving on the road, and he comes to a bridge that's like a single crossing bridge, and he sees a bird, and he takes a shot at it. (laughs) And for the longest time, I could not figure out why does this character shoot at this like why like it's less than a minute long it's probably like 36 seconds long at most and why even bother putting that in like what's the point yeah like i understand maybe drawing scenes out at the beginning for atmosphere or you know showing the the meticulous nature of like oh i'm gonna put this in here so i have to do this and i have to unscrew this and i have to get this and i have to take this we already know he's like a cold hearted why try to shoot the bird the the thing that that I settled on, which what makes Anton Sugar so terrifying is here's a character who just would go around and kill every single person and living thing that he could if there was no repercussion or punishment for it. He would just go around killing every single person he met. But it's kind of like kind of like a H. H. Holmes almost like that kind of like thing where he just like he just wants to wipe out everything. Right. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like like it's just this desire like like just a hatred of other living things and just wanting to see them end. Yeah. But 
the reason why the coin toss is so great is because here's a character who has now controlled his desire so much so that he can do it. Because if he killed every single person he met willy-nilly, he would be in jail, right? right? He would be caught and he'd be figured out and it would his his killing career would be over. So here's a character who is so smart about it. He's decided, I'm going to control my urges so that I can do it more, right? Yeah. That's what's terrifying to me is a character who can go like, I want to kill this store clerk, but I need to practice putting that on hold, so I'm just going to flip a coin, and if he calls it, I get to do it, and that's, oh, it'll make me feel so good, but if he doesn't, if he calls it and he gets it right, I need to show enough self-restraint so that, like, later when the toilet flushes and he's like, I, you know what I mean, like, yeah, I can't do it. So I think that's, like, that scene, it's such a small scene, but it really gives you, it, like, it adds a whole nother dimension That he's not only, you know, the most deadly person ever, but also is super controlling over it. But or he, like, has, like, he wants, like, he enjoys it. Yeah. To the point where, like, uh, just a random bird? Yeah, if there's no one around and and no one's going to care about a bird, I'll fucking shoot that bird. Um, Yikes. Terrifying. It is very scary. Yeah. Like a hippopotamus. <laughs> you know, they only like, kill for sport, too. Yeah, there's a few animals that'll, that'll kill for sport. Besides a hippo? Yeah. Orcas. Orcas will. Apes sometimes will. Um, cats. Cats. House cats, I think, are pound for pound the, the most deadliest animal Ooh. in the world. Because they kill small creatures, but they do it a lot and for no reason. Yeah, house cats. They're the deadliest creatures in the world. Damn, my cat's named Tiny. What a... <laughs> damn, <laughs> Tiny. <laughs> damn, son. And, like, dolphins. Dolphins are known for, like, one of the only other animals that will kill for fun and... and Oh, yeah, <clears throat> those fuckers. <laughs> They're living, you know. <laughs> <You're> right, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dolphin life. Uh, so yeah, it's the, this is when we start to get into just like there's two major shootouts back to back, and uh, I had a question for you, which is, it just seems like both Anton Chigurh and uh, and Moss seem to know exactly what to do when it comes to like being in an action scene. Like, what if you? We're in a hotel room, and Anton Sugar was clearly coming up the stairs or whatever to get you. Like, you brought out your phone. Who's the one character you'd have on speed dial, one movie character, so that you could call and say, hey, Anton Sugar, what do I do? Oh, well, okay. I mean, I'm just obviously being really realistic about this. Yeah. Because, you know, same thing when, you know, I'm injured and I can't... Uh, and on the hospital, the first person I would call would be like uh, Alfred from from Batman. All right, okay, because you know I think I think there's no way uh, I'd be able to escape Anton. So I'd like mm-hmm. to talk to somebody who's going to be comforting, <laughs> tell me, let me know everything's going to be okay. Uh, maybe he would give me some quick advice, but he might be kind of slow. But that was the first person that I thought of that I would want to call. Okay, he's probably picked up a few tricks from helping out. Batman. Yeah, he'd be like, oh. Uh, he might be able to send some kind of reinforcements. Well, cheerio. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Alfred. <laughs> um, no, you... Yeah, R.I.P. Courtney. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. I'm dead in every situation. <laughs> uh, I think first person I thought of, Leon the Professional. Oh. This is a character who, like, when he goes into a building, he knows when it was built and if the vents are, you know, big enough to crawl through or if the vents are this kind of system and he can, like, sneak in from the top. He's a character who will know, like, okay, there's probably, like, four windows in this house and, and this one is probably the one that's, like, the most rickety So if you have to escape, don't just go to a window and try to open it. Go to this window and yeah. open it. You know what I mean? He's the guy who who will know and remain calm and has probably been there before. Yeah, that makes sense. And I initially, when I thought about this, I was thinking like Matrix character, but I was like, it doesn't really relate just because like it is so Matrix specific, but I I talk about the Matrix a lot. Matrix reboot. (laughs) (laughs) You hear all, you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a reboot, but it, well, come on. It's probably going to be a reboot. Really? Yeah. 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 yeah, There's going to be a Matrix reboot, but then Zach Penn, the guy who they tapped to write it, were like, well, it's not a reboot. It's just going to take place in the world of the Matrix. So. Whenever. We'll see. Hey, it's crazy that it's been 10 years since that No Country for Old Men's come out, though. Yeah. That's crazy to me. 2007. 
So we get to, if you've seen the movie, you know what happens. Basically, they start shooting at each other. Things happen off screen. Uh, yeah. Anton Sugar gets the money. Uh, Woody Harrelson has a whole part in this movie, and he kind of gets... Oh, I like his character. He gets offed in a very terrifying way. The phone ring and just his jump is very good. But, I mean, just to wrap stuff up, like, yeah. obviously the, the Llewellyn gets shot off screen. There's yeah. that whole thing. But, like, I thought there were going to be a lot more scenes that I could think of. I only could think of other Coen Brothers scenes. Really? Like, scenes where, like, things are happening off screen. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, like, there's got to be tons of movies where characters are killed off screen. I kind of typed it into Google, like, yeah. off screen deaths. And I stuff. had a question like this, and too. And, like, um, <laughs> Alien 3, like, they kill off, basically, the whole surviving cast of Alien 2. And they're like, oh, let's just undo everything. Uh, but, like, I didn't want to pick that because I, I don't know, felt like cheating. Wait, but so what did, who, you, what did you, what you No, did you I mean, no, I was you thinking, go first. No, I asked you. <laughs> no, I I can only think of other Coen Brothers movies um, like the ones that we've watched already <laughs> my favorite one this is the one that made me think of the question and then I was like oh, it's the only one but I have an answer so I'll I'll send it to you yeah I love in the movie Predator when Billy uh, takes out his big old knife his big old hunting knife and he's like you guys go I'm gonna fight this you know Predator and they're on, he's on the log and he's like my final stand he's like I'm gonna be the hero of this movie I'm gonna kill this thing and the other people are gonna get to safety and I'm the biggest like Predator is a movie about the biggest baddest motherfuckers all coming up against a giant predator that's even bigger and better. So I just love how he's like, ah, oh, it's like this great big final stand down. And then, you know, they're going through the woods and you just hear, <laughs> and like he just, boom, he's just dead. And it's such a great, oh, like, predator. predator is one of my all time favorite. That movies. really is. I used to watch it's it a lot when I was a great, kid. Great film. I had a, I had a thing too, like a question that I thought of that I was um, I immediately thought that there was going to be a ton of examples of this for yeah. some reason. And that's where, uh, you know, Moss Josh Brolin's character hides the money in the air duct of the yeah. motel. Like I was like, that seems like like uh, like a you know an old trick, right? And I was like assuming that there had been dozens of movies that had somebody hiding money in an air duct of a motel. And then when I looked it up, I couldn't no. find even one. No, and I was like, maybe it did I just exist. fabricate this in my head? Like that this maybe happened? it's more of a TV trope. Maybe, I but I, I there has to be like it just seems like such an obvious thing. But anyways, I thought no. of that, and then I felt really dumb. The only thing I, like, I no could think examples. of was Psycho, and it's been a while since I've seen it, but. Janet Lee is like the whole first 30 minutes of Psycho is basically like this heist aftermath movie. Yeah. And she spends a couple scenes or something in a hotel other than the Bates Motel. And I think she might hide the money in those scenes. People but I don't hide think themselves in, the in these air ducts in a lot yeah, of movies. Yeah, there's a lot of people, people ducks. People, people. But no money ducks. Yeah. Uh, anyways. So my I'm last question just to wrap things up though is Anton Sugar, coming back to him a lot, he's, he's a big part of this movie, but... He's very serial killer methodic in this movie. Very slasher filmy. He's got a gimmick and he kills a lot of people. He's very cold about it. Yeah. Who, if you could take any slasher killer from any movie horror franchise and replace them. Yeah. With, and, and swap them into Anton Sugar's place. Who, who, who did you pick? No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if those counts as a slasher, but I picked Hannibal Lecter. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> um, I thought that they were both like like very cool comic collected, like never yeah. um, like wavering under pressure, that kind of thing. I just thought it would be a little bit different. Uh, the whole scene in Silence of the Lambs where he uses the face. Yeah. That... Oh my god! Yeah, it's just like very, very chilling. But he'd be a little slower, and yeah, he'd, he'd be a little kill more people taunting, in a different way. I think, right? Yeah, like he'd he'd be, he's yeah. the one that has less control over, you know, because obviously he caught. But yeah. you know. <laughs> um, he, but he also escaped. Both characters escaped. That's true. So it's just like an older version. But he'd be the character who kind of like, like you know, uh, in the scene at the Eagle Hotel when yeah. when he walks up to the door, then walks away and turns off the light and comes yeah. back. Hannibal Lecter would be like talking to him through the door, like, uh, yeah. you know, I can feel your skin <laughs> trembling. Because <laughs> like, yeah. the other ones I thought of when you said Thrasher film, I was like, I don't know, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, I think, would be the most obvious choice. Yeah. Because or like Chucky. <laughs> Chucky was a good one. I did, I did think about him, but I think Freddy Krueger would be the most obvious choice because he's so tonally different yeah but i picked pinhead from oh, hellraiser because yes this is a character who Hell makes yes. a bad choice and pays 
a big punishment for it. Just like, you know, you open up the puzzle box and you get what's coming to you. You get your comeuppance. And in the original Hellraiser script or the book, Hellraiser Pinhead was a woman. So if you could get Kate Blanchett to come in as... God. Or Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I did think about Tilda Swinton, but you know what? She already did the bald thing in um, in Doctor Strange. Okay. So I thought if Kate Blanchett, who has done villains before, Indiana Jones, not a great villain in that movie, but Hannah. <laughs> Francis McAdams. Have you ever seen Hannah? Uh, yeah. That she is oh, so good in that movie. Very good. But yeah, so that's No Country for Old Men in a Yay. nutshell. We did it. What a great movie. Very yeah, filling. And like, yeah, the ending yeah. I loved too. I just, yeah, I liked the yeah, conversation. It really ends on just a like cut to black. Oh, that's the end. Tommy Lee's but. still cranky old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so now uh, we're going to play a little, uh, little, little dessert. dessert. Before we get to dessert, um, you can always find us on iTunes, I'm sure. And. Uh, Shout uh, we out have to Body Tape. Body International. Tape International hosting us. Those fine folks half sitting in the room right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and uh i think this is we finally at least at this point in our timeline have a uh, theme song thanks to yeah pete johnson yeah pete johnson love that theme song uh and you can email us save room for movies all written out at gmail.com or, or tweet twitter us. Tweeter. Tweeter. Uh, you can tweet us, Save That's, Room Number Four Movies at Twitter. Yeah. Add us. Add guys. us. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, do you want to go first? Or do you uh, want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. This Alrighty. is Tagline, right, so tagline, tagline Terror. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, we've each got five taglines. And for each tagline, we have two movies. Uh, we have to guess each other's movie, which one belongs to the actual tagline. Right. And you get a point. Yeah. yeah. And my Points theme, good. I actually have a theme this time. All right. I try to connect them for sure. I didn't, I didn't connect them this way. I kept them all Texas movies. Okay. I so, like it. I yeah. like it. So, uh, my first one is, uh, in a town where winning is everything, these guys have nothing to lose. Friday Night Lights. Or Varsity Blues. Ah, damn. I'm going to go Varsity Blues. You're right. Yes. But the crazy that you said Friday Night Lights immediately. Yes. So, um. That's two points. Two points. Okay. (laughs) Come down. (laughs) No, it, 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 it does though, um run that little theme that little side game that that i that we have invented where i try to pick the movie ahead of time (laughs) and i get it wrong but i guess the movie that you picked as the side movie yeah that's true that is my trick so (laughs) so i guess (laughs) starting out strong (laughs) Um, the jig is up for me here's a good one for you the secret lies within is that identity or dr jekyll and mr hyde identity yes (laughs) you're right it is a movie that takes place like in a hotel motel yeah it seems like dr jekyll that seems a little vague for i don't know well i guess taglines are super vague sometimes yeah crazy so vague the secret lies within is already a vague yeah that's what i yeah (laughs) true uh okay um here we go here's the next one uh it's going to be a wild ride is that gone in 60 seconds or death proof death proof you're right yes <laughs> yay death proof is the texas movie yeah i didn't even think about oh, it i only have four by the way oh well i guess i get a free point I guess extra so. point i do need it i think i'm very far behind so love thy neighbor is that red state or disturbia it's Disturbia. It is not. Oh, no. no it's not. That old classic Shia LaBeouf <laughs> movie. Not Disturbia. It is Red State. Red State's a Texas movie. Okay, good. So, very nice. nice. Good connection there. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Lust, obsession, revenge, dot, 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 redemption. Is this The Apostle or Old Boy? Old Boy is not a Texas movie. I feel like yeah, these aren't the ones that are the answer. Are not always Texas movies. <laughs> so I'm gonna go the Apostle. Yeah, it is the Apostle. 
It's not because it's a Texas movie that I picked that one as the winner. Oh, well, all right. That's fine. Uh, Have you seen The Apostle? No. I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> I know the tagline pretty well. Yeah, I mean, the tagline is so intense, but it's just like, it's just like some guy in a field with his arms up. I was like, what movie is this? I don't know anything about Um, How about An Army of One? Which is the tagline to so many movies, but is it specifically the outlaw Josie Wales or Punisher Warzone? Wait. <laughs> okay, say that again. <laughs> An army of one. Outlaw Josie Wales. Punisher. It's Outlaw Josie Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've never seen Outlaw Josie Wales, that is my dad's favorite Western, and it is very good. It's filled, it is filled to the brim with these Southern type, like, you know, are you just going to whistle Dixie, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you like the No Country for Old Men, Tommy Lee Jones character, Southern quippiness, yeah. watch this movie. Cool. It's very good. I like it. All right. I will check it out. <laughs> All right. Here's my last one. Okay. Because uh, I f- fucked up. Uh, here we go. At the edge you of- You really mossed this one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Real mossing. Mossing fool over- Okay. At the edge of the world, his journey begins. Hmm. Is this Castaway or I Am Legend? Castaway. God, man, you were good today. You got every one of them right. I like it. I like it. Um, Here you go. Here's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one, all right, well. Scream your last breath. Is that the descent or final destination? Descent. Yeah. For sure. Descent. Why for sure? Because <laughs> Final Destination is not Scream Your Last what? Why not? It's a movie about like th- like roller coasters that kill you. And yeah, but like it's all you're screaming and then it's and final it's final. Last is final. I don't even no. remember any screams. I don't in like final this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Why? Descent. You're winning now. Well, okay, I like it again. Uh, the Descent is a movie where a character is injured, and it's very gruesome, and they have to reset the wound, and it's great. I think I might have used The Descent before, or talked about it before. If not... Oh, really? If <laughs> not, I'll talk about guess. it again. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about how many times I've brought up Ace Ventura on this podcast. <laughs> oh, righty then. Um... Here's a great one. It's okay. very long. I wanted to pick a movie like Le Samurai or Le Circle Rouge or Night of the Hunter, which I thought of in terms oh. of like um, like a very cold, methodical killer who hunts you down. But those taglines are so bad. The French are very bad at making taglines. The tagline for Le Samurai, which is a great movie, is things go wrong for this successful French hitman. Like, what the fuck? That's whatever and you make great movies but not great taglines and uh the tagline for night of the hunter is something like the scenes the characters you'll want to see this one like what <laughs> so here's a here's an uh one that i kind of mirrored the last time i picked my final one is super duper long here is a tagline okay you get tough you get tender you get close to each other Maybe you even get close to the truth. Popeyes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Someone tenders? (laughs) Is this the Maltese Falcon or Chinatown? That's a really good one. Read it again. (laughs) Again. And a southern accent. You get tough. You get tender. You get close to each other. Maybe you even get close to the truth. I think it's Maltese Falcon. Nope. Whoa. It's Chinatown. Yeah. Crazy, right? And Chinatown is is a movie where a guy is kind of hired for a job and he doesn't let up on it. Right. Yeah, that's true. It makes sense now, but yeah, that's a really good one. Thank you. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I think all of ours were good. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you to me. (laughs) (laughs) Are we ready to... uh, well, before we hear about our next movie, do you have anything you want to plug or talk about? Or uh, yeah. any final thoughts? Any any depressing, nihilistic dreams you've had lately? 
not really. There's been a, you know, I think just okay. the whole world is pretty in that mind frame. Well, it's this not movie, a dream; it's reality. This movie came out in 2007, <laughs> which was like right at the end of the Bush administration. Yes, and uh, I, we didn't get to talk about it, but. Um, there will be blood. Also came out two oh, very yeah. similar movies, and they came were out like the same oh, year. They were like, com- like there was like a big uh, question of which one was going to win because they both have like yeah, you know, but uh, you know, obviously, No Country for One won. Do you? Did you? I mean, I love There Will Be Blood too. That was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Do you think that it? I think ultimately There Will Be Blood might be a little better just because I love how they take that character and make him a bad guy. So do you think that that there will be blood got snubbed at that Oscars. No, I hate that word <laughs> snubbed. I don't want to get into snubbed. a semantic argument about and and what the Oscars really is and all that crap because it's stupid, which isn't a very controversial stance to take. I know, but yeah, Oscars are dumb. No Country for Old Men earned it. Yeah, for there sure. There will be blood earned it. They all are great movies. Every Everybody movie is a wins. good movie. They get a trophy for participation. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have too much to plug, but you're welcome to follow me on Twitter. Uh, I've been tweeting a lot lately about Very nice. snacks I've been eating. <laughs> so, I um, hope you save room for movies. Yeah, save room and dips. You know, I talked a lot about dips yeah. recently. Talked about like my favorite dips: uh, spinach artichoke being uh, top That's contender, the top. Okay. French onion, uh, buffalo chicken. I don't know. Do you have any favorite dips? <sighs> No, I'm not a very big because you know, I'm, I'm not. Oh yeah, big you don't in, like food. I do. Just like, yeah, I don't I like food. <laughs> I like, um, yeah, buffalo chicken wing dip mm, is great. Oh yeah, do you, uh, you know where I first had it was? Well, friend from high school, but yeah, the Kuno or not Tommy. But yeah, what's the other one's name? William. William. Yeah, Will. He made Will. Will. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Will. Buff chick uh, dip. <laughs> Buff chick dip. I just. I said. think it might be a little bit of a northern northeast. Kind yeah. of dish, but sure. it's great. But anyways, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and find out more about dips uh, at Cornacovia, C O U R T N A K O V. If No Country for Old Men was a dip, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> we should ask more food-based questions. And we really should. Uh, I don't think that's what this is about. It should be. If No Country for Old Men was a dip, I think it would be. Uh, it'd be a queso. Okay. For a sure, spicy queso. a spicy queso. How about you can follow me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> At Punch Brett's Face, Brett with one T. And uh, Letterbox. If you feel like you want to read about movies, I write movie reviews. I try to write one good thing about every movie I see, which sometimes is easy and sometimes it's not so easy mm-hmm. so i just watched the accountant which it's <laughs> <laughs> like what yikes <laughs> i actually was really enjoying the movie and then the last 40 minutes happened and i was like this movie has just thrown out any anything it had going for it it just threw it out the window and it just became more and more absurd mm. that movie is crazy not to mention the fact that like oh, autism is a superpower <laughs> like okay but uh yeah so what movie are we gonna watch next week right okay cool uh next week i wanted to take you know we're going we're, think we're balancing pretty well yes. you know as far as like dark and then lighter yeah uh, this one i picked is um well the actually the first Coen brothers movie i ever watched uh not my favorite but my, the first one which is oh brother we're out though oh boy so All we're right. gonna watch that one i can't wait excited i've only seen it once and i wasn't oh. a big fan you a big fan i saw it like 10 times i feel like growing up i watched it so many times for some reason like i, I had like my dad had like the soundtrack huh yeah, it's, it's a got of, a good sound. Like the, the, what is it? The soggy bottom boys. The soggy or, bottom yeah. boys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I am looking forward to, to rewatching it. Okay, great. All right. I'm excited. And uh, as always, Brett, um, save room for movies. <laughs> did I do that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> Closing it out. Courtney, the closer Peterson. And uh, <laughs> All right. International.